The Children of Nyx, Episode 4, Perfect Love. Where'd you meet the other destinies? Let's not start all that. Start what? Where did you, what did you, where are you from? Well, what do you want to talk about? How about a drink? Let's start there. Sure. <laughs> Pour me one? You bet. First one. Let me pour you one now. Sure. Thanks. Show me how. <laughs> I'm not a bartender, okay? It, just point. I want to do it. Okay. About this much gin and this much of seven. natural. <laughs> you and your flattering. Ugh. I mean, let's just get to it a bit, you know? I don't think I do. I mean, instead of all the things we could tell each other that anyone else could, tell me something you wouldn't usually tell someone. You go first. Oh, no. Forget that. You're always bossing people around. Well, I don't quite know what you mean. All right, chicken. Out there on the road. You know there's all kinds of things you see. You've been there. Or not there, really, is, is what I mean. Always moving. Never there quite. Just always moving. Yeah. It can be like that. So I think... This is something I've never even said aloud. Einstein. Holy shit. I, I thought I was lost before. Einstein said about moving, how f moving faster than light, time changes for you. Still lost? Are you kidding? You know he said that, though. I guess. What if you kept moving all your life? As much as possible. Uh-huh. I mean as an idea now. Pretend. Pretend a little with me. This is more than a little, but yeah. Maybe you could catch up with yourself. Like in the past. Exactly. Could you change things? Could you move so fast you'd outrun whatever life you were living and circle back and change things you always wish you could have changed? That's what I think about on the road. Whenever I have a free moment, looking at the hills roll by, Grass, trees, rivers, and all those things. Maybe someone got there just before I did. Maybe that person was me. What would I change? What would you change? I think I know. What do you think about? Perfect love. <laughs> How do you mean? How long have you been traveling? Oh. Wait, that's one of those questions. 
But if you've been traveling long enough, you start to find that there's only so many different kinds of people. I mean, we could hit the road right now. Go to another town, and we find someone who's a lot like Cunningham, or Dee Dee, or me. I mean, I think I'm an original person. Sure, Dee Dee too. Not Cunningham, really, but anyway. Still, we'd meet someone like me, and maybe I wouldn't see it, but that's because I think of myself more or less one way. But you'd see it. Huh? I mean, broad strokes. Like, we'd find someone like me who likes bossing people around, and someone like you who hates people like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think... I mean, we'd see them with each other, and we'd think, holy shit, that's just like us. She hates him, and he's crazy about her. <laughs> I never said I hated you, but I get your point. And so, perfect love. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense is to be wanted by who you want. Most of all. Makes what makes sense? The only thing there is. Everything. We're looking for each other. You hear me? Perfect love to make sense of it all. I hear you. You can meet all kinds of people who are like other people to pass the time, but there's those few people, or even one person, no matter who you meet, they're perfect like that. Nobody's perfect. I mean perfect to you, flaws and all. Without them, you feel like nothing, and then you can do whatever you choose, and when you are nothing, you can do anything. Anything? Anything. Like what? Like you think of it, you do it. An example? Like, beating out a man's teeth? That girl. What girl? That girl they found somewhere near Wallfleet. The dead one in the forest? Somebody stabbed her in the heart, and then they found her buried by this old graveyard. How do you know that? I did work with one of the deputies some of the place. Stabbed in the heart. That's what he said. That kind of anything. I guess that counts. Is that the anything you had in mind? I think about it. Where would someone get that idea? To stab someone? Well, a stranger. I mean, sure, I can get killing someone you hate, but someone you don't even know? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think about it? Don't you wonder what would happen if you met the man who did it? Me and Cunningham drive all around here, pick up all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Maybe we picked up the guy who did it, and we didn't even know. Maybe it's a woman. How many women you know who killed strangers? I mean, I'm sure Lizzie Borden? She killed her family, not strangers. Does that make it better or worse? That makes it normal. Normal? Most people who are murdered. Yeah. Most of them are killed by someone they know. But most people who kill strangers are men. I bet most killers are men. How do you know all this? It's something I'm interested in, is all. What does that have to do with perfect love? I worked in this hunting lodge once. 
nice older couple ran it. Every Christmas, their kids who moved out would come back to the lodge and they'd spend a few days, you know. It was beautiful to be around. Like a real Norman Rockwell scene. Not sentimental, though. It was... To be honest, it was hard to be around sometimes. Seeing them so filled up by each other. I mean, I'd never really seen that before. Family like it was supposed to be. I just thought family was another thing that was supposed to be one way, but it never really was. Anyway, I, I mean, I can go on, but <clears throat> it was like, like I saw Freedom From Want once. You ever see it? What's that? The painting. There's a whole family leaning in on this dinner table. The grandparents are standing at the far end from where you're looking, holding a turkey. The table's just beautiful, white tablecloth, bright silverware. One person looks over his shoulders, you know, as if he's waiting for you to join, like, you're welcome, Mom. We're glad to have you type of look. Sure, Thanksgiving. Yeah, but its real title is Freedom From Want. Uh -huh. The whole point is that's what it was like, but real. I mean, there I was, surrounded by everyone, and their color, their in-life, breathing, fluid, gorgeous, and there's talking and laughing and even arguing, but it's safe, you know, everyone is safe. They were mine. Everyone's sense has just been trying to get back to them. Until you. Until me what? Like I said, I'm crazy about you. <sighs> Fucking please. You don't know anything about me. I know more than you think. What does that mean? I see a lot of things people miss. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You see so much more. You're... You're saying I'm your perfect love? It's not just you. It's what happens when I'm around you. I can feel it growing. It's like those clouds or a storm. It gathers, it moves, it disappears as suddenly as it came. But it's real. That's why I follow the road. I'm chasing it. I don't think you see me at all. How can you say that? Because you don't even recognize me. I recognize you. Oh, really? Yeah. Where do you know me from? All of them. I met you a thousand times on the road, at diners, down in Provincetown. You're this too smart, not seen enough, want to see it all girl. I know you. You know all about me, huh? Of course. Of course. You're so smart. You don't even know where you've seen me before. Not you exactly, but girls like you. Women like you. <laughs> no, Booth. Not like me. Exactly me. What do you mean? Never mind right now. <laughs> Finished what you were saying about perfect love. Well, when I was first there, I saw it. I didn't even think about it, really. It's just something else that made the place feel rustic and all that. Over the fireplace in the main room where everyone came in to sit and drink talking in the night, that sort of thing. There was this dark, leathery patch, dark kind of thin hair all over it, right above the fireplace. You see what I'm saying? 
No. What was it? Some animal pelt? It's interesting you think that right away, but, I mean, it makes sense, but... Not a pelt. It was an Indian scalp. This nice, older couple that loved their children, hugged them, let strangers into their homes, fed them, and was so warm to me and everyone, like I had a real family. There, above the fireplace, we all gathered around and laughed and talked. Was some poor bastard's Indian scalp hung for us to feel how historic a type place this was. You see? I asked Miss Baker about it once. Just in an offhanded way, you know. So where did this and that come from? Is all this stuff you've had for a while? Did you buy it as decoration? And? Turned out, her grandfather had built the original lodge. Well, he had been an Indian hunter for the 3rd Colorado Cavalry, she said. So he claimed <clears throat> however many scalps for a bounty and kept one as decoration. There where she sat as a kid looking into the fire, probably glancing up at it every once in a while to stare at it. Seemed like she didn't even think about it, there having been someone's forehead below it. Eyes. A mouth. And breath had come in and out. A voice. Maybe kiss someone. Said they loved someone. Someone had died and bled to have part of his head up on her hearth. <laughs> Sweetest and probably the best woman I'd known except for my mom. She'd bake these cakes and pies and the best gravy. My God, she was sweet. And what does that have to do with the girl in Wellfleet? Let's tell the whole truth. What was I playing first thing when I was a kid? Cowboys and Indians, of course. I mean, Jesus, where does it begin? We were hunting red men when I was five. I'd already killed a thousand by the time I was six. And there above me was a real live, well, not live Indian scalp. So maybe a buck knife doesn't look so out of place between a girl's ribs. How do you know it was a buck knife? What do you mean? That's just a knife. No. A buck knife is a buck knife, not just a knife. A hunting knife. A buck knife. It's the same thing. Let's talk about Hoyt Buck. Hoyt? Maker of the buck knives. I don't know what you're talking about. Liar. I'm not a liar. Like the one on your belt. This? This is just a knife I carry. It's nothing so unusual. I don't know a guy around here who doesn't have one. Let me see it. Sure. <laughs> Come on, Booth. What? I want to see you hold it. You're a strange one. Okay. Quit being a tease. What? What? You fucking liar. Don't call me that. Don't worry about what I call you. Take it out like a fucking man. You want to see it? See it? Show me how you hold it when you use it. Five inches. Heat-treated steel. What does that do to the skin? You know what comes first? What do you mean? There's the first layer. You don't even know. Epidermis. Epidermis. Upon skin. What is that? The first layer of skin. 
upon skin. The first layer is called upon skin. Skin upon skin. It's Latin. It doesn't have to make sense. Then, dermis. Say it with me. Say it with me. I can't make heads or tails of you. Uh -huh, I wonder too. Wonder what? What it's like to do that to someone? What it feels like? Yeah. What if I met the man who did it? What would I do? I'd ask him what it's like. I want to hear you say it. What you think that- Dermis. Just say it. Dermis. Subcutaneous. Subcutaneous. Then muscle, then bone, then into the heart. Epicardium. Myocardium. Oh, I should have guessed. Ep epicardium. And all the way down, capillaries and veins. Stitches of blood working their way around. And lumen. I knew that one from the work. The pipe fitters would talk about lumen. I knew it was some the same as veins somehow. But there's more. More? There's a peritoneum that surrounds the organs, the pericardium that surrounds the heart, and nerves, and they're all split, these layers, sliced, stitches cut, blood. What does that feel like? What? Cutting into a woman. You're crazy. Fucking liar. I'm the most honest man you've ever met. I thought you were different than all the rest, Booth. I thought, at least he's not a liar. That's how you got me here. I want to know how it feels. You are by and by the craziest chick I've ever laid eyes on. Coward, liar, and coward. I'm going, you're a waste of time. There's no <laughs> thoughts. Questioning. No guessing, just a swarm. I know everything there is to know, and then all static is a single tone. Veins got a flood in them, but numb. My, my brain is chewing its way out of my skull, shot out of my skin so fast. I, I, uh, man, I don't even know what's happening. The most honest man I've ever known. Thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted to impress you. on you, though. What? You see so much more, please. I told you, you don't recognize me. Sure, sure. I just needed my memory, Jack. Thanks. Liar! That girl down Wellfleet? <laughs> Shelly! D! Stella! Children of Nyx by Noah Leposky. Produced by Cock and Bull. Directed by Chris Garcia Peak. Recording, engineering, and sound design by Mac Reich. Featuring Meg Elliott, Andy Fleischer, Sarah Hecht, Noah Leposky, Eddie Karsh, Diana Lee, and Laura Reisinger. To read more about Cock and Bull, visit cockandbulltheater.org. Follow us on Instagram at Cock and Bull, that's Bull with only one L. 
Thank you for listening to the Children of Nyx. Please visit our website at cockandbulltheater.org.